to give show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all you smart marks, I am Mr. Richie Moon. And I'm Kayfabe AJ. And this is Kayfabe Avenue, and this is Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring. So we're going to be recapping a few episodes as they come out and probably go back and deep dive into the previous season and bring you, you know, our reactions and... A slight review of uh, each episode of Dark Side of the Ring, which is a great show produced by Vice. Yeah, Vice puts us out. I mean, this is a good wrestling show, but this is also just a good show, even if you're not a wrestling fan. This is just an interesting piece yeah, just it's to watch. Very documentary style. It's yeah. nothing in ring, but uh, big deep dives into like the history of a lot of uh, famous wrestlers or... Maybe even wrestlers that you never knew of that needed some spotlight shed on them. Yeah. Or, you know, things that have happened. Even for big wrestling fans, it definitely gives you insights and things that you wouldn't know. Things that you wouldn't really have any reason to know. Things that you had no idea. So, today we are going to jump in. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. One of the things that I really found interesting about Jimmy Superfly Snooker is he always comes into the ring and he kneels down. He does, uh, you know, I don't know what this hand gesture, you know, means. It can mean multiple things. But if you know Jimmy Fly Snooker, you know what he does. And I never knew what that means. And he did that as, like, a respect to the fans. Yeah, it was like a praise to the fans for being there or whatever the case may be. I didn't know that. That was a good uh, aspect of his character. Yeah. That I didn't know about. I've never heard anyone say that before, so that was something new. Um, what was kind of shocking was the fact that they didn't at least attempt to get his family members on the the show, like Tamina, his daughter, who's currently in WWE. Maybe they. I don't think they let her. I don't even think they let her do that. You don't think WWE will let her do no. that show? No. Um, well, he has multiple family members or cousins or whatever that are tied to like the Samoan dynasty. So, the, the guy, what was his name? Sam Fatu. Sam, Sam Fatu. Um, I'm not sure. I think he was one of the wild Samoans, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh yeah, that was his right? boy. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that wasn't his family, but that was just like his. I was like his. his I was like his road person. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm not, not road, too sure who was Sam Fatu's that, character was in professional wrestling himself, but he, he was, was one of the wild Samoans. Was he the one of the yeah, wild Samoans? One of the wild Samoans. Let's see. Yeah. So. Um, He's he was he's actually one of the uh, a big factor in this story, but they weren't really focusing on the actual life and career of Jimmy Snooker. This was in particular to the death of Nancy Argentino and Jimmy's involvement in this situation. So for those who don't know, this situation happened on May 10, 1983. In Anantown, Pennsylvania, and this situation kind of followed Jimmy Snooker for the rest of his life. It impacted him, you know, in a major way. Well, and this is one of the last things before he died that he's dealt with in the public eye. So yeah. a lot of people, this is kind of the last thing they even 
remember of Jimmy Snooker in any news. I was gonna say impact. It, it, it did impact him for the rest of his life, but in a, in a weird way. In that, you know, after she died, it didn't really come back to to get him until about thirty years later. Yeah. So there was a lot of things going on behind the scenes between about, the thirty years they were trying to get justice. Yeah, it, it was um, a cold case. It was a cold case, and then on the 30th anniversary, an investigator doing a story about the 30th anniversary decided to look into it, and then he got the official autopsy of it. And But even before that, their, the their family tried to sue. Oh, for five... Yeah, they tried to, they tried to they, sue Jimmy Snooker for 500000 yeah. for a wrongful death... Um, a, a wrongful... A wrongful death suit. So, initially, Jimmy's story was that they were driving back from a show, which he was at the w in the WWF at the time, mm-hmm. facing Jose Estrada at Lehigh County Agricultural Hall in Allentown. So they were coming back from this show, yeah. And according to Jimmy Snooker, his story was that she had to use the bathroom. She got out on the side of the road, and when she tried to get back in the car, I guess she slipped on the pavement. Yeah. And cracked her head, and that's what led to her death. Um, there was also a. Re- but he made it very adamant that it was just him and her. He he always just said that it was that it was Nancy just, and Jimmy in the car. That's it. That it was just them two in the car. Yes. And he also multiple times when he discussed this said that they left from that scene and went to the hotel room, which is where the ambulance there picked her up and. Yeah. Later on, she was pronounced dead. But this is hours later, though. This is after he went to his wrestling. He, he dropped her off, and then he went to his wrestling event. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like... <laughs> well, you know... The, fam- the family didn't sit well with that situation. He was dating Nancy at, at the time, and... Um, oh, man, with the incident with the sister? So, they were, they were at dinner one time, and... Nancy's sister, I guess, was I don't know, I guess, whatever, being she's kind of you know, she's she's boisterous, or whatever. And I guess just a, a superfly wasn't feeling that, and he like put his hand up, like in a choking signal, like he was gonna choke her, but he didn't. And he just like looked at her, and she said, she specifically said, He gave me like the wrestling face, and he said, I he could just, her. yeah, he worked her, and. <laughs> You know, and she was just like really like like scared about that, and she went upstairs, and she just and and you know that's when she said she started to notice that her sister started to act uh, different. That's the point of the show where they started to paint the the picture of Jimmy Snooker as not the guy that everyone else knows on TV as like yeah. the fun loving carefree guy yeah. that you know was a fan favorite. They they try to this is the point where they start. Turning the narrative into, you know, he might have had abusive tendencies or. Well, I mean, of well, according to a couple of people, he was a raging cokehead. <laughs> I mean, let's just be straight. Up. I mean, yeah, not, I mean, this is not being disrrespectful. That's this not. Just, I mean, this, this is just what, look at the, the look at the time. It's the eighties. Yeah, that, the height of the eighties, the height of the coke era. Uh, at this time, they're making crazy but, money. But Buddy Rogers was his. Was his original manager. was his manager and chauffeur, and he said that he couldn't even deal with him because he was just driving, and and Jimmy would just be sniffing, like just doing a whole lot of coke. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so it's this led to 
Buddy Rogers kind of backing out of that situation and going mm-hmm. to Vince saying he couldn't do it no more. And then Nancy. They made Nancy step in. He, she was already his girlfriend. Yeah. And she officially became like his manager and managed him, you know, from place to place, uh, coordinated his events and uh, drove. Yeah. She was his chauffeur as well. So she was heavily into and this, his wrestling life. And, and this, this is all going on while he has, while he's separated from his wife at home with four kids. That's crazy. You know, like, listen, I enjoy what Jimmy Superfly Snooker did in the ring. I thought he was a great character. But based this, on what I've seen from This the, is my thing. I show Yeah, the show the show kinda dived really and they gave a lot of I, details. I don't, I don't feel like they painted I don't feel like they're like painted an unfair picture of him because these I mean are, according to the evidence that they showed this so is, yeah. so to continue kind of chronologically in a way yeah, so yeah, yeah. she becomes his manager and starts getting heavily involved in his in you know his wrestling life and that's when the signs of you know arguments and abuse yeah. started coming out and there were kind of details on that so the the two the two things that happened were big in the show that kind of cemented the fact that he might have had a hand in killing this woman himself or leading to her death. Um, one was Safatu's involvement. Yeah. The the fact that that was it. That was, that, that was, that's a smoking. The gun. fact Sheesh. that he revealed himself. He didn't know what Jimmy Snooker said to the authorities. I guess he didn't remember, you know, anything pertaining to the case at all. But he said he was in the car that night. It was the three of them. They were coming back from an event, and um, pretty much. The event of her slipping never happened. They got back to the hotel, and then after that, um, they went their separate ways at the same hotel they were staying at. And after that, the key word he said. Then after that, that's when um, everything happened. They killed Nancy. He specifically used the words, "Nancy got killed." So that was like, whoa! Like, did he realize what he just said? Like. He pretty much just confirmed Jimmy Snooker just killed this this woman. He, he he confirmed that Jimmy Snooker did it when he said that he was in the car. Yeah, but the the use of the words then she got killed. He could have said then she she you can, died or the, you know the autopsy report proved the aut- like this is what I'm saying like Well, the autopsy report the comes autopsy. in later down the line. So there was actually no record of these autopsy reports um, reported in any investigation or in the lawsuit that the family did against Jimmy. But we also we we we, we, we there's also one part that's uh, that's little... key. That's key. Yeah. We were bu- kind of building up to that. So yeah. the night of the night of the situation, um, Jimmy Snooker went in. Vince McMahon showed up and pretty much they had a conversation that was undocumented and he was wiped they wiped his hands clean at the police station they wiped his hands clean with the situation Jimmy Snooker wasn't taken in for questioning wasn't wasn't the per- case, prosecuted the case, the case went cold after that so so, yep. so so Vince went down there with a briefcase he spoke to the police with Jimmy and the case went cold out. Now, one of the 
officers that were was involved directly with this investigation was uh, uh, being interviewed. And I got to say, he was real shaky. Yeah, this was- man could not look the, the camera or the person, the interviewer in the eye. He, he every he time he got asked a question, he would look around like his body language, everything was off. From what from what doing. I gathered, there was definitely a payday situation. Absolutely. And they insinuated that Vince man went in there, paid off the officers, paid off the precinct to let Jimmy Snooker off the hook in that situation. Um they did say that Jimmy would cooperate with you know anything further. It was like to get him out of that situation that night but the case went cold after that and that was the the big the big factor the second thing was now the case goes cold you know years go by and he puts out his book Jimmy Snooker finally puts out a book and in in his book he mentions the situation and even the the his manager at that time was telling him like do you really want to put this in the book like this he's man. like yes this is my life you know I went through this he pretty much straight up flat out denied any involvement in her death and tried to explain it how he's explained it throughout the years but so it caught the eye of the author of the the news the author of the news is doing at the same year the that- news article that actually Got this investigation reopened. Yeah, the same year that 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 Jimmy was doing his was doing his book, the author was uh the, he was looking into he was looking into the case that was happened to be very uh, coincidental. So he managed to get the information he needed, like the autopsy report, through investigating the lawsuit yeah. that the family initially did because. Even even the investigation from the precinct and anything related to that, they didn't have any autopsy reports or any anything involved. So now the autopsy report itself, they got that shit sealed. Fam. It straight it straight upset it. It looked like it was domestic violence. Yeah, she had bruises in places that weren't consistent with a slip and fall. Exactly. There was no dirt. On there was her no nothing. dirt found if she got. Lacerations around her neck, you know, she got, you know, like he, he, you the know. big, the biggest statement in the whole autopsy report though was that they should deem this death a, a, homicide, a homicide until proven otherwise. otherwise. That was keyword. The, the coroner said that was exactly, yeah, exactly. That was the, the keyword in in the in the autopsy report, and Facts. I've personally seen the autopsy report firsthand. Mm-hmm. I know how they they're very detailed. Down to minutes and seconds. So, that's concrete right there. So, you know, 30 years later, this, you know, this article in 2013 gets attention and they finally reopened the case. Yep. Yeah, they reopened the case. And then when they reopened the case and finally gets to, when they finally gets to, to, to trial, this is around 2015. And it gets the trial of, in like around January, and but 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 before that in December, Jimmy Superfly Snooker announces that he has a stomach cancer, and then when the trial starts, that he's he's ruled incompetent to stand trial. Yeah, they said that his dementia, dementia. was so exaggerated that 
he didn't even realize that he was in a a court situation yeah. where they were trying to deem him a murderer and send him to jail. He didn't even realize what was going on. Yeah. That's how far gone he was. So they deem him unfit, and then three weeks later, Jimmy Snooker passes away. So this is the legacy that Jimmy Snooker's kind of left with. Yeah. You know, WWE has a tendency to write history how they see fit. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, they, they still show they Jimmy him, Snooker once in a while. They put him in the Hall of Fame and all that stuff. Yeah, but he was in the Hall of Fame long before, long before that. Yeah. you know, that situation even happened as far as the reopening of the case. But, got on the truth. As much as I love Vince McMahon for the entertainment he's brought throughout the years and given me a passion for the wrestling business, there's a lot of snaky shit that is attached to Vince McMahon's name. And one of the, the key things that I'm actually, you know, curious to see one day is when Vince McMahon's no longer here, what are the stories that are going to pop out from throughout his life? Like, creating a business like the WWF, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of skeletons yeah. In that closet, there's a lot of, you know, Listen, man. a lot of dirt piled up. A lot of skeletons, a lot of... So, I would love to see a dark side of the ring on Vince McMahon, just in general. You know, we have we have the steroid scandal. We Never. Have a, we have a whole bunch of things. Never. So, I mean, they could do... You could do a documentary on anybody you want without using their likeness. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's like a a journalistic right freedom, yeah. so you you it yeah. can happen. It can happen. But I'm I'm curious coming out of this. Unlikely. What's Vince's story? What is his skeletons coming out? Because that's a big thing. You come in and you're willing to pay off. Uh, the cops for you know, allegedly, pay off the cops to get Jimmy Snooker off a of murder. Yeah. But you're crucified Chris Benoit in public. I mean... <laughs> so it's it's like your moral compass is fucked up if you can do that in the 80s and then completely erase Chris Benoit's history. I mean, different... T- I, I'm not, I don't even... Chris yeah, Benoit is another dark side of the ring that, we'll that we will definitely that. get into. They, they did it. Um... We're going to actually make this a little series going forward. Facts, Our facts. little reviews of Dark Side of the Ring. But what are the too. what are the biggest things for you personally coming out of the Jimmy Snooker episode? And how do you feel about Jimmy Snooker going forward? I mean, as a, as a wrestler, Jimmy Snooker, Super Fly Snooker was ahead of his time. He was awesome. Jizak to the Mizax. Uh, if he would, like I said, he's ahead of the time. He could have done some great things if he just would maybe came a couple of years later but also you know being a black man and during the 90s being a world heavyweight champion that's uh that was far 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 few and in between i think ron simmons was the only black heavyweight champion in a major promotion yeah and wcw had to do that for them yeah. which is honestly is even bigger if you think about it yeah, cause they were more because they were south. a southern they were a southern company yeah and they did it first uh but I think the biggest thing coming out of that for Jimmy, it really is just like, wow, the proof that, yeah, this man murdered his girlfriend. Straight up. He straight up murdered And got away with it. And got away with it. 
lived his life, became a Hall of Famer. Everything. Probably lived a great life. Yeah, probably lived a great life and 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 got away with it. You know. Now, I'm even even him. even the 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 person producing the Dark Side of the Ring on the episode, they even said that Sanfar two, like Sanfar two. This, which was the big smoking gun mm-hmm. besides yeah. the actual autopsy report yeah try to give an excuse like these guys have been like hitting their head so many times like we're remember. not even sure if Sanfatu remembers exactly the right no you know all the details nah I I just mm, yeah I mean okay we can take Sanfatu out look at that autopsy report just autopsy report look at the autopsy report you know I'm not gonna look at I, I'm able to look at separate the wrestler from what they did in their personal life. I'm not trying to excuse that kind of behavior. It, the sad thing is, if you it, realize, we're starting to have them. to separate the art from the person. Yeah. In almost every genre, like a lot of that is starting to happen. The R. Kelly's, the Michael Jacksons, the Jimmy Snookers, yeah, the Chris Benoit's, the uh, Hulk Hogan's, Hulk Hogan's. You know what I'm saying? It's just I I separate the two from them. Because if I don't, then I just will not like the person at all. So, I can separate the two. And I, I, You know, Jimmy Sickle was before my time. I always thought he was a legend for his time. But, you know, can't. I'm not going to go back and ever watch a Jimmy Superfly Snooker match. Like, yeah, I, I mean, the, the only thing that we really need to know as far as Jimmy Fly Snooker is the Madison Square Garden jumping off the steel cage. Yeah. That's his biggest moment. But, yeah, like, Jimmy, really, Jimmy that yeah. and uh, the coconut Getting smashed in the head with a coconut by Roddy Piper. He should have. He should have legit decked Roddy Piper in the face. Well, he could have killed Roddy Piper. He could. <laughs> Maybe he should. Maybe he should. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, I agree. I like, like you said, I agree with you on that. No, we're gonna have to start, especially with this dark side of the rings. We're gonna have to start separating the art from the people. Except for the brawl for all. The brawl for all was pretty harmless. So I can't wait to talk about that one. Oh my god, the brawl for Yeah, we're just gonna just fucking Vince Russo. What a dick. <laughs> but we can do this all day. Facts. That was Dark Side of the Ring, Jimmy Snuka. Um, rest in peace to Nancy and much respect to her, her family. If justice wasn't served in his actual life, at least now people know, you know, some of the truth. If that is the truth, I really believe it. I believe it happened. Yeah. I saw the autopsy report. Myself on the show, so at least the story's being told now, and you know we could probably see that from the corrected lens. Facts. Rest in peace to Nancy. Uh, I'm glad that you know the other people's stories is being told. You know, like another Nancy. You know, Nancy. Meanwhile, like you know, I'm, I, I'm thinking it's gonna be the curse of the Nancys. If you're a woman attached to wrestling, you cannot be named Nancy. Maybe. If you're named Nancy in wrestling, don't get with a wrestler. Yeah, but like she said, we can do this all day. Uh, where can they find you, AJ? They can find me at kfabe underscore AJ on Instagram. And you can find me at Mister Richie Moon on Instagram. You can find me at kfabe Avenue. Join our Facebook group. Join our YouTube group. Like, share, and subscribe. You can listen to us on all major platforms: Anchor, Spotify, and Apple. And with that being said, Kenny, please take us home. Goodbye. <laughs> and good night. Bye.